Shabbat Tafkuf Chaf Aleph, the last thing we're discussing was, Rabbi Yossi was Mahmir na Mishnah about putting a keli that uh, filled with water that's going to explode in front of the fire and then shut off the fire. And then we saw Braita where Rabbi Yossi was Mekel, and then we said that the Braita was all Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yossi had to explain uh, himself. Then we brought a Braita about a tattoo of Shem Hashem on, on uh, someone's arm. Hachamim said you have to put the reed on it to cover it in order to go to the mikveh. Rabbi Yossi says you don't have to. And Rabbi Barav Shela said the reason the Rabbanan was so worried that you need a gemi, you need something to cover the reed to cover the tattoo, is because you're not allowed to stand in front of Hashem without your clothes on. And Rabbi Yossi felt you could always put your arm to block. And Rabbanan felt sometimes you're going to take off your arm. And then we said, Rabbi Yossi, aren't you worried that we're going to take it off? And he said, listen, if there's a reed, then you jump in, then you could uh, you, then use it. The question is, if you don't have a reed, what should I do? Should I wait and be tame until I can go until I find the reed or not? Rabbi Yossi says, don't wait, but cover your arm and jump in. Rabbanan says, don't go to the mikveh yet. Mitvila bizmana is not a mitzvah. You could always wait to be tovel the right way, even if you have to wait another day without eating teruma, not a big deal. But uh, you can't stay in front of Hashem's name without anything on. Wait, go find something to cover it, and then go. With that, we're starting Daf Kuf Chaf Aleph Amud Aleph, the third line, where it says, V'savar Tevila Bizmana Mitzvah. Does Rabbi Yossi really hold that uh, going to the mikveh on time is a mitzvah? V'atanya hazav v'hazavah ha-mitzorah v'mitzorah bo'il nidah u'tmeimit. They all have to go to the mikveh during the day. They don't wait till the following night. And if Yom Kippur falls out on that day where they have to all go to the mikveh, they're tovel regular, so they can eat teruma at night. Even though Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to bath yourself. The menhag is, the halacha is, that nidan yoledet, they go to the mikveh on the night after, whenever the Yom HaShavi'i is. Baal keri tovel ve'olech kol ha'yom kulo. It's his tevilah. Uh, if he wants to go learn Torah, he could go dip to mikveh whenever he wants. Nafkami now that if he saw during minhav yom kippur, he could go to mikveh. So that's why he could be tahor by arvit. And Rabbi Yossi argues. Rabbi Yossi omer mina minhal ma'ala enot sarich litbol. You don't have to dip. Meaning once you prayed minha. You could just wait. Uh, yeah, well, you could wait till the night time. Go to the mikveh, then go pray alvit. The Gemara explains. Uh, Rabbi Yossi, our Rabbi Yossi holds that tefillah bezmana is a mitzvah. That brayta that you brought me, he Rabbi Yossi be Rabbi Yehudai. It's a different Rabbi Yossi. The Amar he said in Masechet Nida, dayat tefillah b'harona. The case over there was a lady gave birth. She didn't know was she. Uh, Zov, but she's not Zov, but she doesn't know exactly when her time was. Bet Yilel says she needs 35 Tevilot and uh, Bet Shammai more, and we're not sure exactly what's her situation. Then comes Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, listen, let, just wait out, let her wait out all the days and let her go to the mikveh one time at the end. Because uh, the, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yuda is the one who held that Tevilah uh, Bezmana doesn't make a difference, you could always do it later. Now the next Mishnah is going to discuss, uh, again, we have the fire, and can I tell a uh, katan or a goy to, to do it? So now, Nukhri Sheba Lechabot, Nukhri came to shut off the fire, and Omrim Lo Kabeh. We don't tell him to shut off the fire, because Hachamim are also to tell a goy to do a Melchah for you on Shabbat. And Tosafot says, even a Darabanan uh, is a sword. And again, we don't tell him, uh, we don't tell him what to do or not to do. 
Why? Because I'm not in charge of him. He's the, the Goy is his own entity, he's his own person, he does his own thing. And therefore, I'm not in charge of him. And I don't have to tell him what to do or not to do. And if he comes in, he shuts off the, the fire on his own. That's, uh, go ahead. If Katan came to shut off the fire, we, we can't let him. If Because it's my business to make sure he doesn't be Mechalel Shabbat. When it came to fire, you're allowed to scream out to a goy that uh, anyone who puts out the fire is not losing. Meaning, I want, I am allowed to, I'm allowed to say out loud that I would really like someone to, to shut off this fire. I'm not putting anyone in charge of it. I'm not telling him to do anything. I'm, he's not my messenger. But I'm just uh, announcing that I would really enjoy if anyone, I would really like it if someone puts out this fire. And the Rosh says this goes for any other thing that you lose also, whether it's a bottle of wine, whether it's a ball in the street. And of course, you could even call a goy if you just say, hey, come over here and then just show him the fire and he'll understand on his own, which is like sort of the hinting or a sugiya. That's where it comes from. And uh, the Ritva says it straight up that we're lenient over here because in general, because if, if you're not going to be lenient when it comes to money, people are just not going to listen. So... Again, Rabbi Ami says, when it comes to fire, you're allowed to tell, any, you're allowed to make an announcement. Anyone who puts out the fire, I'm, I'm okay with it. Maybe we could say that our Mishnah is helping him. Why? comes to put out the fire, we don't tell him anything. If he does it, he does it. Why? Because he, I'm not in charge of him. I don't tell him to put it out. Anyone who puts it out is not losing. I could say to him, but then say this at the we, we don't tell him not to put it out either. Which means, that means we're not even tell him uh, anyone who puts it out doesn't lose either. It's a little bit not clear because the language goes both ways. And we still have that would be another proof. So Tan Rabbanan. Uh, Yosef ben Simai had a fire in his yard. And I guess the, the governor workers of Tsipori they came to help out. Why? Because uh, Yosef ben Simai worked for the governor. He didn't let them put out the fire because of Kuvat Shabbat. And also the miracle happened, rain came down and it put out the fire. At night, the Shabbat, he gave everyone two Selaim. He gave him 50 Selaim. He didn't have to uh, go through that whole miracle. If they came on their own, you don't have to tell them this way, that way, and that's it. And what was Yosef ben Simai's reason is a machloket. So you have the Maharsha who said, okay, he was Adam Hashuv, he didn't want people to think that he called the Goyim to put it out. But the Rashba says that Yosef ben Simai. He thought you're not allowed to enjoy from a ma'aseh of Ovet Kochavim, even if he did the, the, the work on his own. So it's it's really big big difference when it comes to halacha. What the what was Yosef Ben Simai's hashkafal uh, halacha? 
אבל קטן שבא לחרבות אין שומעים לו. וואי מפני ששיבתתו עליהן. Because I'm in charge of the קטן, I have to make sure that this קטן זה המחל השבת. שמע מינה, what do we understand from this? קטן אוכל נבלות, ביתים מצווין עליו להפרישו. That comes a קטן, he wants to eat נבלות, he wants to eat not kosher food, ביתים has to stop him. אמר בחנן, בקטן עושה לדעת אביו. Our Mishnah is talking about a kid who's putting out a fire, he went and he opened the hose to put out the fire because his father told him to. But if a kid took a saw fire and took out a hose and started spraying, we don't have to stop him. And Tosafot explained that we're talking about a katan that didn't get the chinuch yet, but once he gets the chinuch, we have to be mechayevim to keep Shabbat the proper way, so we have to stop him. Number two, there's a problem with Rabbi Yohanan that uh, in Masech de Abamot, they lost the keys to the shul in the Shul Tarabim and they, put, and they, they brought out the kids and uh, they were there, their job was to find the key. How could you allow such a thing? And you have to say, Bekatana, that's why Rabbi Yohanan had to answer over here, Bekatana will say, Ledat Aviv, he's mamash, like, hey, basically do this. On the other hand, you just uh, tell him to walk around the Shul Tarabim and, you know, whatever you find, you find. It's a total different story. So again, yeah, there's an Ashba that talks about it. There's a, a, a look at the Safot. It's very interesting what how we deal with the Gemara and Yevamot. And now the Gemara asks, Okay, fine. Uh, you said that the Katana also the Dat Betin. We have to stop him. Great. Everyone agrees with that. No problem. Then why is it by by Nochri? It's mutar. Why should it be mutar? Or even better, why don't I have to stop the Nochri from doing the Melacha? So Gemma explains, the, the, the guy is doing it for himself. He knows he's going to get a prize afterwards. He's going to get rewarded afterwards. So he uh, he, go, he comes in really for himself more. Than, but the kid is doing it really for his father. The Mishnah says, I'm allowed to take a... Uh, Ke'ara a bowl made of earthenware or clay, and I'm allowed to put it on top of a candle. Bishul shelote holes because it won't like burn the, I guess the ceiling or the or the one of the beams on top. Ve'also asher katan, I'm allowed to put it over a tzoav katan ve'al akrav or or a scorpion shelote shoch. So I don't want that to step on the the on the tzoav katan, and I don't want to I don't want the akrav to come and bite someone. I'm allowed to put a bowl on top of him. And if you're going to ask, uh, she says, if you're going to ask, uh, why am I allowed to carry this thing? Um, why am I allowed to take a cup and put, which is perfectly usable on Shabbat, and I'm going to put it in a place where I'm uh, I'm just there to protect something that's muktzeh on Shabbat. The beam is muktzeh on Shabbat. I can't touch the beam. I can't uh, move the beam. So he explains that you have to be talking about a situation where I'm moving the cup for the cup's sake, or I need the place from this cup. So the cup is on, exactly on my table where I want to eat, um, I'm moving the cup, and now once I'm moving it, I can put it wherever I want, and I can even put it uh, blocking the, the candle from burning the beam. So that's what type of situation we're talking about. There was a story, someone put a, put a cup or something over a scorpion in a place called Arab. I'm worried that he might have to give a korban uh, hatat. Why? Because the akrav wasn't chasing him. He was just uh, running around. He was just uh, doing his thing. So why are you putting a cup over it? So I, he might have to give a korban hatat. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yirmiya Baraba, Rav Hanan Baraba, 
they all visited the house of Avin, the Minashikaya, from Minashikaya. The Rav Yehuda and Rav Yirmiyah bar Abba, I told Lehu Puriyata, they brought him a bed to sit on. The Rav Hanan bar Abba, I told Lehu, they didn't bring a bed, he had to sit on the floor. Ashkehe matne le libre. So Rav Hanan bar Abba, he saw that Rav Avin was teaching his son a following Mishnah like this. Ve'altso ashel katan, mipne katan. You're allowed to take a, a bowl and cover a tzoshel katan. Why? For the katan, so he doesn't walk all over. You walk on it and you get dirty. Amar leis of Hanin, but tells of Hanan tells of Abin. Abin shatia matne shetutale bene. Abin, you're stupid and you're teaching stupid stuff to your children. If we're talking about so av a katan, why do you have to put a bowl over it? Vehalo he atzma muchanet leklavim. You could move it out of there in itself. Why? Because kelavim uh, could be eating it. Bechitema de lo hazialamet. Well, you want to tell me it's muktzeh because it wasn't here yesterday. The tzua because it was created today. Vatanya neharot amoshchin. You have rivers. Am I allowed to take from the river? The river wasn't here yesterday. It was different water yesterday. Umay anot anovim. Same thing with streams. Harahen keraglia kol adam. It's like everyone's feet, meaning everyone's allowed to walk there. Everyone's allowed to to, to, to take from it and drink. There's no Muktzeh, even though it was in front of us yesterday. And the idea is, since they're going to come, and therefore my head is, has been on them already from before Shabbat. So you could say the same idea with the Tzu'ava Katan. Since you know the kid is going to make on Shabbat. So I, I, in my brain, I have that if when, they, when, when, they, when the Tzu'ah comes, I'll be able to take it and move it to, to, the, to, the, to the Kilavim section so the dogs can eat it. So why do I have to put a bowl over it? So now Rav Avin asks, okay, so how should I teach the, the, the Mishnah to my son? So Hanan explains him, because the so of Tanegolim, you can't give to, uh, to, to Kilavim. So therefore, you give it, to, uh, therefore, you can cover it so the Katan doesn't uh, step on it. And as she says, and you have to be medakdek in the Gemara, that when we said, so Ashul Katan, so that a Katan steps on it. So now the Gemara asks, It becomes like a bowl with tzua in it. And Hachamim said, You're allowed to take it from the Ashba. You're, you're, you're allowed to take it to the Ashba, to a garbage area. You're allowed to get it out of the house because it's disgusting. Let's say you want to say, you want to answer that the Geraf Shadrai, the bowl with the, with the tzua inside of it. You know, if you have a ball, then you can move it. If you don't have a ball, to take the actual tzua uh, and and move it out, we're not going to allow you. They found a rat or a mouse in the besamim of Ravashe. Pick it up by its tail and get it out of here. And if they allow that with the rat, then they should allow that with the regular tzua. Take my answers. No, be'ashpa. We weren't talking about uh, tzoah that's in the middle of the living room. We're talking about tzoah by the garbage. And that's what we said, put a bowl over it. So this way the, the, the kid doesn't go into it. So like my obvious question, what's the, what's the kid doing with the garbage? You shouldn't be there to begin with. You know, it's in the Shuta Rabim. It's, 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 you should be at home. It's Shabbat. So like my answer is no, it's talking about in the, in the front yard or in the backyard. And the, the kid is uh, jumping over there. It's a garaf shelrei, and he's allowed to touch it if it's in the hatzer. I mean, it's not asur. No, so the gemara concludes. We're talking about the ashpa shebe hatzer. We're talking about there's a garbage area in the hatzer, 
and therefore you can't uh, touch it because it's a Gerav Shari'i, but you know the kid's going to play over there, therefore you put a uh, keli over it. Ve'al Akrav. So now we're talking about the scorpion that we're allowed to, we're allowed to cover. Why? Sheloti Shoksa doesn't bite. Amar Yoshua ben Nevi, kolam azikin, haragin v'shabat. Anything that can kill, you kill on Shabbat. Even uh, even if they're not chasing after you, you're allowed to kill it. He holds like Rabbi Shimon, the Melchash, and that's only a Sumid Rabbanan. And since we're talking about something that can hurt someone, Hachamim will not go there. But if Rav Yosef, Hamishan Heragin Beshabbat, five uh, you could kill on Shabbat, right? Even if they're not chasing you, what are they? Bedouin. Zevuv shebeeret mitzrayim, some sort of bee that's in mitzrayim. Betzira shebeninaveh, the tzira that's in ninaveh. Akrav shebehadiav, the scorpion from the city of Hadiav. Venachash shebeeret Israel, the snake in Israel. Vechayelav shoteh bechol makom, and a wild dog anywhere. Now Rav Yosef asks, "Mani, who's that brayta like Ilem or Rabbi Yehuda? Hama melchash shenatzachal gufa hayav alea." So how could you uh, do the melacha by killing him even when they're not chasing you? There's no pikuach nefesh. Elalav, Rabbi Shimon, you have to say to Rabbi Shimon, and you're telling me that you only use matir these and nothing else? Amar Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Yirmiyah answers Rabbi Yosef, Who said this b'raita is even right? Maybe the b'raita is no good. There's a system to b'raitot. The b'raitot are where we're taught by Rabbi Hiyah, Rabbi Shaya. This is not one of them, so... You, you you can't uh, maybe it's not even right. Amar Yosef, Ana Matnitala. I I teach Abraita in my Braithot. Vatir Nalan, I answered and I asked the question on Rabbi Yoshua. Ben Navi. Vana Mitaritsani and I answered the question. That when Rabbi Yoshua Ben Navi said that Colin Mazikin Haragin Beshabat, what's that talking about? Beratsu Haravidivrakol. That Mishnah was saying if they were chasing him, and according to everyone, you'll kill, even according to Biudao. Well, it's a melchash, and that's a chalgufaz. Asumah Torah, pikuach nefesh, is docheh. And you have to say the b'raita that holds that only five is talking according to Rabbi Shimon, who's poteh b'melchash, and that's a chalgufah. And over there, we're talking about even when they're not chasing after you. And of course, the Rishonim over here discuss what exactly is going on between the b'raita and the Mishnah. Tosafot sums up him, Rashi and himself. Uh, according to Rashi, the Rabbi Yishav and Navi was talking about they're chasing after him. Pikuach nefesh b'raita. It's according to Rabbi Shimon, even when they're not chasing, you're allowed. And uh, the Ri says the b'raita is when they're chasing after him. And even Rabbi Yehuda would agree with those five that you that even they're chasing you. Rabbi Yishav and Navi holds like Rabbi Shimon that you let kill everyone even when they're not chasing you. And he adds the ma'aseh not to be mekil like Rabbi Shabbat ben Levi, rather should uh, step on them by accident sort of situation. And ayin uh, the mefashim and ayin the poskim what they say about the, the sugya. Tanei tanei kamad the rabbi Rav Huna haoreg nechashim veakrabim b'Shabbat. A person who kills snakes and scorpions on Shabbat and ruhasidim nuhaim no hasidim are not happy with him. Amale and rabbi Rav Huna told the tana. And, and, and those Hasidim who says uh, don't uh, who are not happy with people who kill those uh, snakes and scorpions, Hachamim are not happy uh, happy with them because these could go afterwards and go uh, kill someone afterwards with that one you when you know not now later. Upliga de Ravuna and Rabbi Ravuna argues on Ravuna's father. Ravuna saw this uh, man killing this uh, uh, 
a hornet or something. You, you killed all of them, meaning what do you do? There's still a lot of others, meaning you didn't, he wasn't happy with him killing the, the, the hornet. If all of a sudden a snake or scorpions comes in front of you on Shabbat and you kill them, you have to know that they're basically asking you to kill them and that's why they, they gave you the zechut. If you didn't kill them, you should just know that they were supposed to come to kill you and a miracle happened and they didn't kill you. Meaning this miracle that we talk about is only in the case where they are facing you and they look like they're about to kill you. A snake maybe fell on the, in the the bit in midrash on Shabbat. And all of a sudden, one of the Nayoti, uh, uh, a Jew from Nayot, killed this uh, snake. Amar bi paga abo kayotsebo. This uh, snake got someone like him, meaning the snake got killed by a snake. Ibaya dehu paga abo kayotsebo de Shapir or Avid or Lo. Did he do good or did he not do good? Tashem ad Rabbi Abba bered Rabbi Chaya bar Abba Rabbi Zera avuet ve Akilaa Rabbi Anai. Rabbi Abba, the son of Rabbi Chaya bar Abba, and Rabbi Zera was sitting on the porch. Of Rabbi Anai, Nafak Miltami Benai. All of a sudden, you know, the Torah was talking about, and they asked, "Ba'omi Rabbi Anai," and they suddenly they asked, "Ma'ula Arog Nachashim Vakram Bivim Shabbat?" Can we kill snakes and scorpions on Shabbat? Amar lehu, Sira Ani Horeg Nachash Vakram Lo Kol Shekan. I kill uh, bees. Of course, I'm going to kill uh, snakes and scorpions. So you see that uh, that Nayoti who uh, killed the, the the snake, he did good. My answer is Dilma Lefitumo. Maybe when Rabbi and I said that I'm allowed to kill, that was, you know, he made believe he was doing it by accident. A person who spit on the floor, it's disgusting. So you step on it and you like, you, you smash it on the floor. And yes, I'm, at the end of the day, you're straining up the ground. But I'm, since I'm like stepping on, on, on the saliva, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm doing it by accident sort of thing. I'm doing it by mistake sort of thing. And then you're allowed to do it that way. And Rav Shishat says, you let us step on a snake by accident and kill it. And same thing with the scorpion. So maybe Rabbi Anai did it by accident and then Ayoti did it on purpose. So Ababa Marta od Reshgalta Mani. I took Kametzara Le. And uh, the, the Avadim of Reshgalta were bothering him a lot to get that money. Havashaderuka. So there was saliva in front of them and it was Shabbat. Amadhu Reshgaluta. I took Manasahifu Ilave. Reshgaluta was disgusted. He told them to put uh, something on top of it. Amadhu, lots of Rechitu. Ababa Marta said, You don't have to. Hachi Amaviuda, Rok, the Solifitumo. Avuda uh, said, "You could just uh, step on it by accident." Amaliu, oh, it's Rabbi Rabbanano Shavku. Let him go. He's a Tamid Chacham. Let him go. We will stop right here. We'll continue with Zed Hashem tomorrow. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Ve'amen.